Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Welcome to Benson and those guys presented by Town and Country Pest Solutions. I am Darren here with Zach and Dan Barello. Uh, Benson's not here this week. He he took his wife and redheaded daughter, who are all basically allergic to the sun, to the Sunshine State in the middle of August. Oh, and they're landlocked too. Oh, they're yeah. Orlando, they're in are Orlando. They? Yep. They're not even near the water. Nope, nope. There's so, plenty of water. I'm just, sure. Yeah, it's not the, it. not the smartest move. So so have fun in Florida, Benson. Uh, we'll see you when you get back. If uh, if the sun doesn't get him first, so Jamal Charles. This is older news by now, but I, I have to open the show with this because, to me, it's just amazing. He, dude, is a shifty guy. He's he's hard to line up. Running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy. Sorry, you got to remind, you gotta remind your a audience. Sports show. Everyone knew who I was talking about. Yeah, I remember there were two Tyler Ennis's last year. No, that's one in true. Buffalo and one in Syracuse. Very confusing. All right, so you know. No, all right. Well, the running back for the Chiefs, Jamal Charles. He's he's tough to tackle. Uh, and if you find yourself in the open field against him. Yeah. It might just be better for you, your pride, and your health, apparently, to just give up. Because reports are that Charles juked second-year cornerback Sanders Cummings so badly that Cummings broke his ankle and and, and, and had surgery. Uh, we've all heard the term, but now it's for real. Someone's ankle has literally been broken by a juke move. I, I don't even know how that's possible. How does that happen? Like... Well, you got to plant, you got to cut, and depending on the turf, I mean, if if, if it's going to happen in a sport, it's going to happen in football, other than basketball. I mean, you know, right, the, the term broken ankles comes from basketball, and we all remember Michael Jordan back in the NBA Finals mm-hmm. doing it, even though he pushed off. But, <laughs> you sound bitter. No, no, I, don't, I, don't, I have no right. rooting interest in the NBA. Okay. None, unlike our friend here, Zach, who's uh, all about the, the NBA. Now. By the way, I got an email from the Raptors, actually. In October, well, they want to th- they want to talk to us. I'm not I'm not kidding hey. about about you joining the uh, the Raptors <laughs> rank. I'm not joking. That well, just came up this week. I guess we got to stay on the air until at least October then. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, don't cancel the show, please. But <laughs> but you talk about broken ankles. If it's going to happen in a sport, it's going to happen in a sport where there's tons of injuries, and that would be the yeah. NFL, where you have like these monsters basically running on the field at each other, offensively and defensively. They're all quick, but they got to be even quicker. And your feet are going to plant. And that's going to happen. This has got to be a first, though, right? No, I. I imagine <laughs> i know it's it's terrible for the guy who broke his ankle for cummings but oh my gosh this is this my gosh this is awesome it's hilarious that that, that i think that there's finally actually been a literal ankle breaker uh, it's i i was shocked when i heard the story i didn't even believe it i like went and checked as many news sources as i could think of to see if it was actually i true. saw the headline i figured it was the onion and it wasn't <laughs> all right speaking of broken legs Paul George of the Indiana Pacers, uh, his, he's, he's done for the season. Uh, in an inter- international game the other day, he suffered an open tibula fibula fracture. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, do yourself a favor and don't watch it. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, some have said it's, it's FIBA's fault because the support for the basket is closer than NBA regulations. But and, I, and I'm told this is a freak accident, and, and it's true that I've only ever seen uh, seen it a handful of times, most notably with Kevin Ware a few years back. But, man, this is such an ugly injury. And, and seeing this type of injury once is, is just enough for me. I, 
It, did you guys see it? It's absolutely gruesome. It's funny because I got a text message when it happened. I was actually watching the game, and my wife was like, all right, let's watch something else. So we end up like going to YouTube and watching 80s videos. Because you know how like your, your phone, your smartphone now, your tablet, you can actually watch television mm-hmm. or watch videos on your TV? So that's what we did. Uh, we're trying to like outdo each other. Okay, I'll bet you, I'll bet you never heard this song before from the <laughs> 80s. We're going back and forth. We had a blast, right? Well, while this is going on... In between uh, in, uh, videos like uh, Belinda Carlisle's Heaven is a Place on Earth, all of a sudden I get a text message. It's my buddy Steve, and he goes, don't watch the Paul George injury. <laughs> oh, now you're going to have to now, watch it. <laughs> this immediately reminded me of Easter Sunday back when Kevin Ware hurt himself and did the same thing. I'm sitting at Easter dinner, or Resurrection Sunday dinner, as we Christians call it, and all of a sudden... My buddy Peter, don't watch the Kevin Ware injury. <laughs> I go, okay, I assume he did something Joe Theismann-esque. And that's the same thing I wrote to my buddy no. Steve when it came to Paul George. And they're talking about – the other thing is that Coach K is involved in both of these. He was coaching Duke against Louisville when it happened with Kevin Ware. Then he's coaching Team USA Well, it happens with Paul George. And everybody, the term, I never heard the term stanchion used in my life until this incident. I don't even know what that means. Uh, right, it's it's the stand where the basketball hoop comes out. I've never, hey, you I know what? I thought it was a support. You know what, I'm thinking about putting a stanchion in my driveway with a basketball <laughs> hoop. I've never heard that phrase. I've never heard, the, I've never heard the term stanchion before. And they said it was like a foot closer than normal. Was that it? And... My whole thing is these guys have played on these courts for years. They know what they are accustomed to, mm-hmm. and the coaches should too. And if they didn't notice that and didn't raise a red flag in their heads and maybe we should move this back, then tough. Tough. I guess the stanchion is the hanging chad of our generation, huh? Well, maybe it is. I mean, but it's tough, tough, tough. I mean, it happens. It was a freak accident. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think Paul George will come back. Just as good as he was before. He's still young enough to do it. It stinks. It's bad for Indiana. Their season's toast. Kevin Durant has now pulled himself out of Team USA. He's not going to play. To me, though, I mean, you can't blame anybody for it. It, The way it it just, it's a freak accident. And they're calling for, like, well, they should investigate this, and maybe more (laughs) players shouldn't play in this, and that's why we're against international play. Meanwhile, at the, you know, Paul George's juxtaposition, there's Derrick Rose. Yeah. And Derrick Rose, they say he's playing better than ever right now. And this Good is a guy This is a guy who's got an excuse not to play. If anybody has a reason not to play this tournament, mm-hmm. it's Derrick Rose. And Derrick Rose seems to be carrying Team USA. He's got to carry him even harder now because Kevin Durant's out. Me personally, I would love to represent my country playing any sport. So I, would, I wouldn't stop. I'd keep Once. going. Once. Just Once. And then I think people get, okay, yeah, I'm used to this. Maybe twice. And it's not the Olympics, it's the FIBA championships. And I think, you know, Team USA, I think, you know, your, your best players aren't even playing in this. I mean, LeBron's out. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin loves out. Kevin Durant's out. Kevin, Kevin Love's out. It's kind of like that year where Kobe was basically uh, being brought up on charges of rape or whatever. And so he, he decided not to play with Team USA. And five guys decided to follow him out the door. So basically you had, <laughs> you know, a young LeBron James, Allen Iverson, all these, like, all-star bad. misfits going out to... Uh, that was bad. To... to, to claim the bronze medal in Athens when they were beat by marginal ex-college basketball players. You know what, though? That that was actually one of the best things that could have happened because we've been taking USA basketball a lot more seriously since then. You know. you, how, how seriously can you take it, though? We should never lose. Uh, You're right. We should never lose. We should lose. never lose a game, okay? Let alone take bronze and something. Come on. But I mean, but it's a, but it's a, it's a summer tournament every four years. It's like it, it, it's on tape delay. 
You don't even get to watch the <laughs> tournament live. It's on tape delay. Yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta cut my uh, my hot August night short because I gotta go home and watch Team USA <laughs> uh, on a six hour delay lose to uh, Argentina. That was bad. That was it was I, rough. I remember that. So here's the most important question, but other than is Paul George going to be all right? The, do the Pacers blow this thing up? Do they have a fire sale now? I mean, Deshaun Stevenson's already gone. David West is aging by the second. And Roy Hibbert didn't exactly instill any confidence in people during the uh, the playoffs this year. Are, are they are they done this year? Do you just blow it the, up? Well, they're, they're already done. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody talked about LeBron. And, you know, when, he, when LeBron left Cleveland and went to Miami, Miami was the laughing stock. Cleveland was the big powerhouse team, but they were still a couple players away. And they didn't do it. So LeBron goes. It was clearly LeBron who carried them. Or else they wouldn't have gone back and resigned them, obviously. And the team went into a tailspin for four years. Meanwhile, Miami wins two championships and four finals appearances. LeBron goes and leaves Miami and goes to Cleveland. Miami's not exactly suffering right now the way Cleveland suffered when LeBron left. They know the team who is. It's Indiana. They're in the position now where they're the bottom feeder of the conference punt. Rebuild, Larry. Larry Bird, please rebuild that team, that proud franchise. Do something. Get into that lottery zone. Get some picks and get something going because you have no shot this year. It's going to be a bad year. Or even the year after. I mean, we don't even. We saw with Derrick Rose what happened. Who knows if or how Paul George is going to come back. And even mm-hmm. then, he's not, it's not like he's a superstar. I mean, yeah, for the Eastern Conference, sure, but he's really not. Yeah, me, me and Zach were actually talking on the uh, on the way here about the Eastern Conference playoff teams this coming year. I'm feeling real good about the Knicks' chances all of a sudden, where I was really looking forward to next season. Now I'm like, hey, you could get in as a 5-6 seed, make some noise in the playoffs. You know what? Everything that's happened is just clearing the way for the Raptors to sneak in. <laughs> sure. It's going to happen. Sure. All right, a few days ago in a game between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Pittsburgh Pirates, things got a little heated in the ninth inning when Randall Delgado drilled Andrew McCutcheon with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball in the middle of his back, all right? It shouldn't even be a story, but it was. This was assumed to be retaliation from a previous game when the Diamondbacks all-star Paul Goldschmidt got uh, got hit in the hand with a pitch. This unfortunately landed him on the DL, but that's baseball. So I really don't see why such a big deal is being made over this McCutcheon incident. The Diamondbacks lost their star player. Fine. They hit the Pirates' star player. Okay, fine. It wasn't in the head. It wasn't at his knees. It was in the middle of his back. That's baseball. Let's move on. I I heard about fans calling the, the Diamondbacks' office and screaming at their employees. I have a friend that works for the Diamondbacks, and she got screamed at. Why? This is baseball. They didn't. They they hit McCutcheon in the middle of his back. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why it's a big deal. It's a big deal because Goldschmidt getting hit was not intentional. That is a case of baseball just just happening, right? He's out for the year. It's terrible. It's it's terrible for me because he was on both my fantasy teams, which are now toast. <laughs> oh no! Right? But um, you're okay in MLB the show, though, right? You're good there. Oh oh yeah. All right, yeah. good. Continue. But the Pirates are in the middle of the race, right? They didn't hit Goldschmidt intentionally, but now you got the reigning MVP, the guy that drives their offense and, and plays a great center field. You're throwing at him, and intentionally, he did nothing. This is a case of the Diamondbacks' season is over, right? It's over. It was over before Goldschmidt got hurt. It's terrible now. They may not win another game. And this is a case of something that should never have happened. Thank God 
McCutcheon didn't get hurt, but I mean, what if he did? You got a team that's a bottom feeder knocking out the main guy on a team that's right in the middle of the playoff run, and, and it really shouldn't have happened. You got to defend your players, exactly. You have to defend your players. If you, even if if it was an accident, you, you got to show you got to show them, hey, he's our guy, Paul Goldschmidt's our guy, and mm-hmm. uh, if you got to throw at somebody, throw at somebody. And unfortunately, when you do that, you know the ball's coming, and you hit him in the back where it's supposed to. Another freak accident. Uh, you know, he's got a cracked rib. And he's going to be out for a month, and it sucks for the Pirates because he's one of the top three players in win shares, I believe, in the last five years in all of baseball. He's good, and he's sticking around, and so he he is the best player on that team. I mean, mm-hmm. He's even on a Sports Center commercial. I mean, when was the last time you remember a Pittsburgh Pirate <laughs> being the cover on the cover of anything or being a part of anything bigger than the Pirates? It was just like, oh yeah, here's these 24 guys who are going to go and compete for the uh, basement of the uh, National League Central. I mean, the joke about the Pirates was, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's November, they're already 15 games out of first. But you have to defend your guys, and they threw at McCutcheon, and that's, that's the circumstances. That's the consequences. It happens. Yep. So, uh, you know, if you're if you're Pittsburgh, hey, don't throw at people. Don't even accidentally. You're professional ball players. Yeah, it's going to happen, but it's going to happen back to you. Yeah. That's baseball. That's the game. Tough. But Zach, let me ask you if if you and I are on the same team and we're we're playing against Dan, and we're in last place, he's in first. We're we're not we're out of the playoff picture, and you get hit with a pitch. Aren't you going to expect me to retaliate? I mean, just because we're in we're in last place, we're out of the playoff hunt. It doesn't mean I'm not going to protect my my friend, my teammate. Well, it depends to me on the context. If you get hit on a ball that slipped out of his hand and it hits you and it hurts you, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to it's going to be frustrating. But if the guy didn't mean to hit you, I don't have any ill will. It's just one of those things that happened. You know, if if he's throwing at you, if the guy before you homered and then he hits you up high and in. Then I'm going to hit that guy because we're, that's that's something that should never happen. I don't see why you, there should be retaliation for an accident. That's where I draw the line. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the Bills, the first female assistant coach, and uh, some more stuff. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14. 14- Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators, neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit townandcountrysolution.com. 
Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy. Located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Therapy. GNT Athletics is offering a very special basketball camp for boys ages 11 to 15. The camp is on Monday through Friday, August 11th through the 15th, at the gym at North Star Christian Academy. In Gates. To ensure individualized attention and training, enrollment is strictly limited to only 36 participants, so act fast. Cost of the camp is $40 and includes a basketball and t-shirt. There may even be an appearance by Benson or even me, Toronto Raptors' newest free agent fan signing. For more information or to register, visit gntathletics.info. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. If you're just joining us, we're minus Benson this week. He uh, he went to Florida. He's having fun. Well, not on the beach because he's not smart enough to go to the beach in the middle of August in Florida. He went to Orlando. But we're here in studio uh, to talk about the Bills. We all saw what happened uh, with them last night. But uh, have you guys heard that the, the Bills are up for sale? Is that that's something that's come across your, uh, your uh, news yeah, feed? Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah. I well, put it in a bid. It got rejected. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. 12 cents. You know, no, it was slightly higher. I can't go into detail because I signed my NDA. But did you offer to close right away, like Donald Trump did? Oh yeah, I had like yeah. thirty bucks cash. Oh, I blew oh. it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. John Bon Jovi is uh, one of the potential new owners, and uh, in this particular region of the world, um, he's not exactly anyone's favorite person right now. Uh, part of the ownership group that he is with, uh, two of the main partners are from Toronto, and Another is the uh, is is a chairman of the company that owns the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Toronto Raptors, and even more of the guys in this uh, potential ownership group is Rogers Communications. They own the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, they've also explored potential stadium building sites uh, all throughout you know upstate New York, Canada, whatever. Thus, making him public enemy number one here. Uh, now, I can't sit here and say I'm okay with the Bills leaving. I'm a Bills fan. I want them to stay where they are, uh, and. I, I kind of admire what Bon Jovi tried to do and save face with a letter to Bills fans, and he possibly could have, you know, turned this around as this PR nightmare for him here, but he never actually said he wasn't going to take the Bills out of here. He he tiptoed around it, kind of like in, in my mind, like a, a politician would do, just trying to say whatever he needs to say, you know, to to get the team, and and it it did nothing but make it worse in my eyes and i i yeah, i don't even i like bon jovi less sometimes i think public relations is just bad in general and i think this is where bon jovi really john bon jovi really messed up because you're writing a letter but you're writing it in such 
a such a well-crafted way. Of course, it was written by an attorney, so there were no real promises in the letter. He's just trying mm-hmm. to win everybody over, and I think a lot of it is due to the fact that you know he has fans here who love his music. I love his music. Uh, um, but the bottom line, though, is that he... He the, let's put it this way: He wants to move the team. They've hinted at mm-hmm. buying. They did studies around the Greater Toronto area to try to do it. You teamed up with two guys from Toronto to do it. I mean, you're so blatantly obvious about it, and no good PR taking out you know a newspaper ad in the Buffalo News is going to help that matter. That's where you really screwed up. On top of that, then it comes back that the bid was actually rejected. That all the <laughs> stories that have come out of all these bids, I don't even know. Like now, there's a rumor that there's eight possible bidders meeting with the Bills this week and before it was three. It's a mess to me. And I will say this, as much as Morgan Stanley wants to drive up the price, get more bidders so they save face, and as much as they wanted Bon Jovi to resubmit their bid, which they did, and as much as this team, you know, is going up for the block up on the blocks and the Bills trust want assurances from Bon Jovi and everybody else they're going to keep the team in Buffalo. At the end of the day, I don't care who you are. If you're Terry Pagula, if you're John Bon Jovi, you cannot sign that with a guarantee that you're going to keep the team in Buffalo. Because 10 years from now, you're going to need a new stadium. Mm-hmm. It's all about the stadium. It's not about keeping it in Buffalo. It's about the stadium. And who's going to pay for that? That's going to cost at least a billion dollars and you're going to have to charge Dallas Cowboys style prices to get people to go to those games to pay for that stadium. So that's where it's so no no potential owner in their right mind would ever agree to that. You could agree to the current lease. After that, I think all bets are off for everybody involved. Well, you and I'm a Bills fan saying this. You mentioned the current lease. That's what everyone's forgetting about. I think think they're stuck here until at least 2019. If you want to move the team, it costs you $400 million until 2020, where there's a 30-day window where you could actually get out of it for $28 million. But it's got to be approved by a judge in Erie County, and there's all... But you could get the balls... You can get the wheels in motion for that, and there's always an exception. If the tenants started dragging, if the Bon Jovi group decided to buy the team and everybody thought the team was on its way out, you saw the last two or three weeks in Cleveland when the Browns uprooted themselves to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. It would be years of that. And that would give them an excuse. Hey, look, we, we can't. it's a bad product. We, we can't do anything about it. We tried. And a judge could be like, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know the inner workings of how you buy a team and everything. I'm never going to be that rich. But I don't think I'd ever turn down a deal like Donald Trump if he was serious about having the check and, you know. Billion dollars cash? Yeah, like two hours I'll have the check deal. He's a great talker, though. But if that's He's true, great if that's true, how do you turn that down? Well, because Terry Kabuka could walk in and go, yeah, I can give you, I, I just got 1.75 in my pocket right now. If you want <laughs> it's, it? That's true. I could bring that's out true. the Brinks trucks and give you the cash right now. They could all do that. They're all billionaires. Guys, there's no rules when it comes to billionaires. <laughs> there aren't any. They say, well, there's a deadline to submit these bids. And Tom Galisano, the guy who was the champion five years ago of keeping the team in Buffalo, mm-hmm. even though he never really talked about it, it was always assumed that he'd be the guy. He hasn't even submitted a bid yet. Now we're finding out there's eight bids. Well, 24 hours ago, it was only three bids. And the bids were. 1.5 from Terry Pagula, or 1.3 from Pagula, 1.2 million billion from from the Bon Jovi group, and 1 billion from Trump. Then we find out, oh no, it was Pagula over a billion, and then the other two significantly under a billion dollars. And now we find out today, uh, we now find out on Thursday that these bids all of a sudden, uh, well, no, not exactly. Oh, and there's more. And Jim Kelly's a part of a group. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, 
to make it even more intriguing, we don't know which group he's a part of. Only that he's a part of a mis- quote unquote a mystery group. I think I think it's great. I I'm following this almost like a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, my question is if the, if the Bills are worth you know one point whatever billion dollars, what's a good NFL team worth? Well, that that's the, that's the big joke. It's like I think the Donald Sterling thing with the Clippers kind of drove the price up with this. I think the urgency yeah. of the fact that the team, you know, you have the Bills sitting right there. I mean, they're just ripe and will because anybody because there's a there's they want to build a stadium in Los Angeles. And they want to move a team mm-hmm. there, to any team, and you're not going to see the you're not going to see the NFL expand. I can't see them going thirty a thirty four team league. Maybe they could. But Mm-mm. they're not going to do that. There's going to be a team in Los Angeles. And that's the other thing you got to worry about, too. It's not just Toronto that's a threat. L.A.'s a threat. And you have the Buffalo Bills, which are just sitting there. And the Bills were able to fetch over a billion dollars in the NFL. Toronto can't the, even sell out one game a year. Like why, I don't even know why anyone would want to take a team there the anyway. The thing you got to remember, though, it's not their team. If it's their team, no, that's they'll be there. If it's their team, the, you're, you're talking about t- taking the worst team in the NFL, and let's be honest, the Bills have been the worst team in the NFL perpetually since 2000. Mm-hmm. They're the only team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2000. Has Jacksonville even made the Jacksonville's made the playoffs. Oh, a couple times, actually. The Bills are bad. They're that bad. <laughs> The Houston Texans were an expansion team. They even Cleveland has been to the playoffs, <laughs> albeit one time since they 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 were brought back into you the just league. Depressed me, but that's even I more. mean they're a bottom. But it's the NFL, and that's why that team is worth so much money. If the Dallas Cowboys went up on the blocks, geez, it could be two billion dollars. Who knows? I mean, Miami went up for I think was it one? What was the what was the dollar amount of the Dolphins? Was it one point two billion? That Stephen right. Ross bought the team for that sounds right in his group. So I mean, yeah, you you have a point. But, I mean, the Bills are sitting there, and, and not only that, they know Terry Pagula wants to walk around and swing himself around and go, hey, I'm the man without saying so. I mean, he basically had his company put out a press release going, we have significant holdings in West Virginia and Ohio and Michigan and so many states. We're not going away. And it's a way of saying, without saying they're talking about the Bills, that we got the cash and no one's going to chase us. Question is though, is that he's going to want to spend? Does he want to spend exactly that much on building a brand new stadium? Because he's going to have to. Oh, you have to have a new stadium. You can't. And he's going to probably the one of these owners is going to probably have to finance that stadium. It ain't going to be New York State. And then once you (laughs) get the stadium, now you got to fill it, and that's where you're going to have a problem. I mean, and that's where these owners. they're looking at these financial records. You might see more and more guys backing out, going, "Yeah, I want to own a team, but I don't want this this clause in this contract that I gotta you know, keep the team in Buffalo." I don't think you'd ever make your money back. You never would. No, it's a, it's a incredible. Toy. It's just so, gonna have to be a toy for. A I rich can't person. blame any Bon Jovi. You can blame because yeah, he's basically tipped his hand and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna move." You know, we're looking around in Toronto area, and you're aligning mm-hmm. yourselves yourself with Toronto businessmen. But everybody else, though, you could provide wink, wink, handshakes, all that stuff that you're gonna keep the team in Buffalo. But at the end of the day even 10 years from now even i'm don't know if that's a worthwhile investment because you're gonna have to build a brand new stadium i mean the bills just renovated this stadium ralph Olson stadium was renovated to catch up with the year 2007 all right <laughs> i mean hey we're I mean, this is no joke i didn't tour the stadium hey the concourse areas are wider there's more access to your seats there's a there's a bar in the in the stadium now that's just what bills fans need is more alcohol more alcohol yeah. uh oh and uh the gates are wider and oh, how about this there's a beer only line just beverages and we'll put the credit card swipe machine right next to the cash register so we don't have to go behind the cash register to get you your receipt to fill out i mean come on guys I think the, the point is there's only so much renovating you can do when you run out of stuff to do 
it's an old stadium. It's very limited. You have to build a new one. And that's where I'm very intrigued with Pakula, and then he's already investing so much in downtown Buffalo and building up the area around Niagara Center and right. everything. And I think if there's a guy that might be willing to invest in the stadium, it's probably him. It would be him. It would absolutely be him. But there's, he's going to need help because they're going to have to – If the, what they're talking about – I don't know if you saw Thursday, the Art Voice piece, the magazine, where they talked about putting a stadium where the 190 is. It's uh, It would be adjacent to uh, Pilot Field or whatever they're calling it now, Coca-Cola Field, in Buffalo where the Bisons play and First Niagara Center. They would take out the Cobblestone District and they would just put a stadium and plop it right in there. They have to take out the 190. That's a huge project. And the – Ottawa Senators went through something similar like that. We ended up costing them. They lost money building that brand new stadium or that brand new arena 10 years ago because they had to basically put the infrastructure in to build that stadium. Whoever buys this team is going to have to have that headache, and New York State's not going to come up with the cash to do it. They'll do it for the Yankees. They'll do it for the Mets. But Buffalo, really? You're going to do that? Happening. And they're saying, oh, this could bring in $9 billion to the economy. Oh, really? Really? 1996, they said... Having the Buffalo Bills economic impact is the same as having a Walmart. <laughs> That's bad. That's really bad. That's not, you're not selling me. Look, I'm telling you right now, everybody's going to give these assurances like, hey, we're going to keep the team in Buffalo. Yeah, for now. But yeah, at some point, a smart businessman's going to have to look at this and go, okay, but if I'm going to keep this team in Buffalo, it's going to have to cost you something because there's no way I'm going to be able to pay mm-hmm. or have these people pay Dallas Cowboy, Miami Dolphin ticket prices to fill this stadium. It's, it's not going to happen. Gonna happen. Can, you, happen. Uh, can you imagine? This is probably a pipe dream scenario that would never happen. Pagula and Galasano team up together and buy the bills. The money that they'd have not only to buy the team, but the, both of them the commitment to Buffalo to maybe get this stadium done. You get those two guys, Jim Kelly is the face, and boom, how do you say no to that? Let's start that rumor right now. Yeah, and I, J- You heard it here first, guys. Jim, <laughs> J- Jim Kelly's peanuts compared to, like, John Bon Jovi, all right? It's like Jay-Z owning the Nets. What, he owned a fraction of 1%? <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he's, the, he's the face of the group, but at the end of the day, he'd have no decision-making power. Right, right. He'd just be the figurehead. All right, when so. we come back, we're going to talk to uh, former Rochester Red Wing, former big leaguer Bobby Bonner. You're listening to Benson and Those Guys on ESPN Rochester. Hey, youth baseball players. Team Valley is expanding for this upcoming year and will be holding tryouts for 10U, 12U, 13U, 15, 16, and 17U divisions. Tryouts will be at the Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton on August 16th and 23rd. If you have questions or want more information, contact Dave Valley at dave at teamvalley.com. That's dave at teamvalley.com, V-A-L-L-E. By the way, they will also be holding tryouts for their 14 and 16U softball teams on August 3rd and 10th. Again, contact Dave at teamvalley.com. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators, neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit townandcountrysolution.com. 
Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. The American dream is of a better future, a confident retirement. Those dreams have taken a beating lately. As an Ameriprise financial advisor, Nathan R. Wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening, planning, working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence. Call Nathan R. Wegman, financial advisor today at 585-272-0080. Office is located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 140. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Ameriprise Financial cannot guarantee future financial results. G&T Athletics is offering a very special basketball camp for boys ages 11 to 15. The camp is on Monday through Friday, August 11th through the 15th at the gym at North Star Christian Academy in Gates. To ensure individualized attention and training, enrollment is strictly limited to only 36 participants, so act fast. Cost of the camp is $40 and includes a basketball and t-shirt. There may even be an appearance by Benson or even me, Toronto Raptors' newest free agent fan signing. For more information or to register, visit G&T antiathletics.info. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Benson and Those Guys presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Uh, joining us now on the program is one of the greatest men I have, uh, I've ever met. He is a former Rochester Red Wing, Baltimore Oriole, and missionary to Africa. He, uh, he now serves in his, as an associate pastor on staff at First Bible Baptist Church in Blue Springs, Missouri, under another former legendary ball player, Mark Brown. Bobby, how are you, man? Hey, doing all right. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, man. It's uh, it's, it's good to hear you. Uh, it's good to hear you too. All right. Um, many people may not realize that you appear on a on a baseball card with a young looking Cal Ripken Jr. You look pretty young yourself too in there. Uh, do you tell people that you are on his card or he's on yours? Oh, I tell people he's on my card. No, oh, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> <laughs> uh, c- coming up through the Orioles system, was was Cal a rival or a friend of yours? Uh, we were friends. I mean, there wasn't too many people in the organization. That's just the way the Orioles ran things, you know. I mean, he was Cal was a very likable fella. Um, of course, we didn't really get to play ball together until '81. So, because mm-hmm. uh, I was uh, as soon as we got drafted together, he stayed in rookie ball. I went to Double A, and then the next year he was in A ball. I was in Triple A. And then, so I was always, uh, how do you say, a year ahead of him after that. So what we've established here is that you were better than Cal Ripken Jr., is that what you're saying? Well, I think my <laughs> skill level was definitely better. Uh, when he first signed, he was out of high school. I was mm-hmm. four years older, out of college. And uh, so I, I think I had a little bit on him, yes. Okay. You you played for legendary manager uh, Earl Weaver. Was he as tough on players as he was on umpires? And and how was your relationship with uh, he him? He was uh, he was a really different character. You know, I uh, I had a lot of coaches and managers in my life, and and uh, he definitely was different than all the rest. <laughs> yeah, uh, you uh, you you came to know Jesus Christ as your as your personal Lord and Savior as a ball player. Am I correct in that? 
Yes, uh, it was after my first year of professional baseball. You, can you tell us a little about how that uh, how that came to be? Sure, be glad to. Um, after my first year of professional baseball, which was 1978, I uh, came home to Texas, and and uh, my wife um, had rededicated her life to the Lord. And man, I I just came home to a different person. I, I said, you know, when did uh, what's this, all this change about? And because she was uh, uh, not allowing me to bring my friends over and the drinking and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and she said, well, I'm a Christian. And I said, well, when did that happen? <laughs> she said, well, when I was 14. I said, wait a minute. We've been married for several years. You never told me you were a Christian. And she said, well, I backslid and married you. My life wasn't right. <laughs> but um, I've got right with God, and this is going to be God's house. And uh, I went, wow, man. And so uh, a few weeks later, she brought me to church, and I heard the greatest message uh, that I've ever heard in my life, that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, rose again for me, and I could have eternal life and new life in Him. Awesome. And I called on the name of the Lord and uh, basically had a Mack truck experience. He <laughs> uh, came into my life and forgave me and changed me and uh, uh, just rocked my world. That's that's awesome to hear, man. And uh Many people might not know this. Uh, you left the game of baseball to become a missionary in Africa while while you were really in the prime of your career and in a, a great position for a new contract. Can you can you talk about how you uh, made that decision and how tough that was for you? Uh, it was it was very tough uh, decision. Um, you know, I was uh, with the Orioles uh, in '83 and we won the World Series in '83. I didn't get a chance to play. I was on the uh, sort of the injured reserve list. I'd broken my hand, and and at the end of the season, um, uh, I was just praying. The Lord just uh, kind of spoke to my heart and said, "What do you love, Bobby? You love me, or do you love baseball?" And I said, "Well, Lord, I love you." And uh, He just kind of spoke to in that still small voice in, the, in my heart that said, "Well, walk away." And so I had one year left on my contract, so. I said, Lord, if you let me play one more year, I'll be a free agent. I'll go anywhere in the world. I'll even go to Africa. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad I didn't say I'd go to the moon. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, he took me up on it. That's that's awesome. Can you, can you brag on God for a few minutes and, and just talk about uh, a little bit about uh, some of the things that He accomplished during your time in Africa? Well, God's been God's been so good. I. You know, I, I, all that I'm going to say in the next few moments is all about what God has done. Um, we got involved in what we call a work of God. God was moving, and uh, we just got onto the ride. And so for the last 25 years, we've seen over half a million people come to Christ. We've seen the establishment of 330 churches in seven different sub-Saharan Africa countries. We've seen the start of two deaf orphanages and a bush hospital and five uh, institutes that train church planners. So um, God has just uh, moved, uh, just unbelievable. That's that's awesome. Uh, if, you, if you could pick one, if, if it's even possible, what are you what are you most proud of in regards to uh, being a missionary in Africa? Wow. Um, I guess, like I said before, I've been very fortunate in my life to see God move and to see God work. Um, and to understand the 
divine person of the Lord Jesus Christ and to understand his divine purpose that he has for us and what he wants us to accomplish, and then uh, to experience the divine protection uh, and provision that he has just uh, showered over me over there. I mean, I've been, uh, my life's been uh, threatened by five witch doctors. I've been stopped by bandits. I've had AK-47s put in my face, mm-hmm. and uh, they let me go and shot and killed other people. Um I've uh, come face-to-face so many times with with death, uh, knocking at my door, and again, God, the uh, great physician, uh, where he just allowed me to keep going. So to to experience that, I guess, just the power of God and see him work is the most awesome thing. Your your story is absolutely incredible. Is there a, is there a book or anything that you've written that people could get their hands on and just uh, read more about it and read more about Jesus Christ? Well, I, I did a few years ago. I had a I had an operation and I was on my back for a while, and my wife begged me to write a, some type of story of my life. So I did. I wrote a book called From the Diamond to the Bush. I wrote about my seven years of playing professional baseball and my twenty plus years of being in Africa. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any advice for a young Christian ball player? How how do you maintain a relationship with Christ while facing the temptations uh, that an athlete faces? Well, I, I <laughs> that's uh, that's something that that's very very hard and very very difficult. I think you have to be uh, uh, how do you say just totally sold out to the Lord. Uh, I don't think that He's looking for anyone that can give him just 20% or 10% of their life. Um, A coach told me the greatest compliment I ever received was from my college coach at Texas A&M, and he he told a reporter one time about me. He said, I would watch Bobby Barter practice. I would pay money to watch him practice. Hmm. He said, nobody practices harder than him. Um, Having... Four knee operations before I got out of high school. Doctors telling me I would be a cripple, that I would never play ball again. And going on and playing four years of college, seven years professionally, and uh, all of that. It's um, the dedication that it takes to get to that level, the determination that it takes to get to that level. And that's for something that's temporary. Well, I don't serve what's temporary anymore. I serve what's eternal. So that dedication that that you need to have to serve him out of love, not out of obligation, but out of love, because he proved his love to me. He went to a cross. He died for me. He proved it to me, and I want to prove my love to him. That's awesome. Well, there is no doubt God has done many great things in your life. He's used you to accomplish some truly amazing things, and it's been an honor to talk to you today. But before we let you go, we, we like to ask our guests, uh, three nosy questions, if you don't mind. I'll try to answer them. All right. First one. It was rumored to me, I, just last week I was golfing, and uh, it was rumored to me that you can absolutely crush a golf ball. Is that true? And what's your longest drive ever? Well, I haven't. It depends on where you play, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you play on a very hard ground. Uh, you can bust a ball pretty good. You know, you get that roll. Um, I was brought up playing in Texas with the wind out west Texas, so you learn to keep the ball low and turn it over a little bit. And so, you know, I, I've 
this was a few years ago. This is no longer today. But uh, <laughs> I can hit the ball over 300 yards. Oh, I, I believe it. On my I, driver, yeah. All right. Well, hey, football's right around the corner, and you just mentioned you're from Texas, so and I know that you're a Cowboys fan. Is Tony Romo the problem, or is he unfairly criticized? Well, that's a good question. I'm I'm not a really big Romo fan, to be honest with you. I'm not a real big Jerry Jones fan, mm. and uh, I'm almost ready to say I'm no longer a Cowboys fan. <laughs> 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 so it's, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've kind of the way I think you guys are up there about the Buffalo Bills. You know, yeah. you love them because they're in your neighborhood, but... Uh, uh, I, I'm more right now. I love football. I do. I love football. I, I love to watch good football players that are that are dedicated. That that you know that won't showboat, but they go out and they just they perform. They back up what they say, and uh, they're hard workers. And I've always appreciated that. So, so Richard Sherman's probably your favorite player then, right now. <laughs> well, no, I tell you what, he, he's a tough dude. I, he's I, good. I, you know, you know, you think about being a ball player. You always want to go up against one of the best. So uh, I think he is one of the best. He is good. And, and the last question, this is the most important one. Uh, we mentioned earlier that you serve on staff with uh, with another former big leaguer, Mark Brown. I do. Who wins in a foot race right now, you or Brownie? Oh, Brownie wins, there's no doubt. You sure? He's a, he's a pitcher. Doesn't he run like a pitcher? Well, the problem is I, I, had a, I, I have an artificial knee, so I can't run now, oh, you know, so... Oh. That's the problem. I mean, he can still run a little bit. All right, all right. I'll, I guess I'll give him that one. Hey, it was, <laughs> it was great talking to you. Please tell your beautiful wife I said hello. And I sure uh, will. Actually, she's up in Rochester. Oh, week, she is. So, uh, yeah. Well, maybe I'll up run in into her. Neck of the woods. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Hopefully, I'll see her on Sunday or something at church. Sounds great. Thank you. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Have a great day. God bless. All right. You're listening to Benson and those guys. This is ESPN Rochester. Hey, youth baseball players. Team Valley is expanding for this upcoming year and will be holding tryouts for 10U, 12U, 13U, 15, 16, and 17U divisions. Tryouts will be at the Grace and Truth Sports Park in Hilton on August 16th and 23rd. If you have questions or want more information, contact Dave Valley at dave at teamvalley.com. That's dave at teamvalley.com, V-A-L-L-E. By the way, they will also be holding tryouts for their 14 and 16U softball teams on august 3rd and 10th again contact dave at teamvalley.com the american dream is of a better future a confident retirement those dreams have taken a beating lately as an ameriprise financial advisor nathan r wegman is dedicated to helping you keep your dreams alive by listening planning working with you one-on-one so you can retire your way with confidence call nathan r wegman financial advisor today at 585-272-0080 office is located at 2024 west henrietta road building 3e rochester new york 14623 ameriprise financial services incorporated member finra and sipc ameriprise financial cannot guarantee future financial results Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions, serving Rochester over 25 years. Want to get rid of carpenter ants, wasps, hornets, snakes, alligators? Neighbors? Just kidding. They do it all. Fearing nothing but God, Town & Country Pest Solutions can get rid of those little critters that drive you and your household crazy. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Call 426 426- 5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit townandcountrysolution.com. 
G&T Athletics is offering a very special basketball camp for boys ages 11 to 15. The camp is on Monday through Friday, August 11th through the 15th at the gym at North Star Christian Academy in Gates. To ensure individualized attention and training, enrollment is strictly limited to only 36 participants, so act fast. Cost of the camp is $40 and includes a basketball and t-shirt. There may even be an appearance by Benson or even me, Toronto Raptors' newest free agent fan signing. For more information or to register, visit G antiathletics.info. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Matchplaycustomapparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Match Play Custom Apparel. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys. I'm Darren. I'm not Benson. He's in uh, he's in Florida this week. I'm, I'm with Zach and Christian uh, Dan, Dan Borello. Uh, the Spurs, in case you haven't heard, they've hired the first full-time female assistant coach. Her name is Becky Hammond. Uh, Greg Popovich might must have uh, great, great confidence in her um, to, to to have this hiring. And it gives her some instant credibility. And I see no reason why the well-oiled machine that is the San Antonio Spurs won't be able to make this work. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't have my doubts. Colin Cowherd, I was listening to him the other day, and he told a story about the world's strongest woman losing an arm wrestling match to an average guy, stating stating a fact that in general... Men are quicker, stronger, and faster than women. So although Hammond may know the game of basketball, will will the Spurs players really accept her instruction like they would a male's? I, I think I think they would because I think it's Greg Popovich. I think he's already set the tone. I don't think he would put mm-hmm. her in place if he didn't think his players were mature enough to handle it. Now, if you remember when Michael Vick came back and he signed with the Philadelphia Eagles, they had a pretty good infrastructure in place. Andy Reid was there, and Donovan McNabb was there, and they they... Tony Dungy was his mentor at the time, and when he came out of jail, they didn't want him going to a team like Buffalo, which we found out later. The Bills were highly interested in Michael Vick mm-hmm. and teaming him, teaming him up with uh, Terrell Owens, and they they decided in the Dungy camp or the Vick camp not to do it because it was a bad idea. If this poor woman had signed on uh, with a team like the Timberwolves, yeah, it would be a horrible bad. idea. It would it would be terrible. Like Jackie Robinson like was the guy handpicked out of the Negro Leagues to come because they felt that he could handle the pressure better than any other player in that, in that league mm-hmm. and join Major League Baseball. I think that it's a perfect combination with Popovich being the best NBA coach there is right now, the, the, the Spurs and their mature winning championships. They're a great organization. It's a perfect fit. I don't see it being a, being a problem. Now, if she decides to uproot herself and gets a head coaching job in the NBA, she's probably going to have to go to a lesser team if that's, mm-hmm. if that's what she wants to do. And why wouldn't she? You're, you're the first female assistant coach. Why wouldn't she become a head coach? Oh, yeah. So that, that's where it could be a problem because we all know that the players run the NBA, not the coaches. That's unlike college. I, mean, I, I, I kind of like this and, and definitely agree with you that it, it's, it can work in San Antonio as opposed to other places where it wouldn't work. And, you know, good for her. I, I really do think it's great. But let's take this one step further. I know that my wife wouldn't want me changing in front of another woman. Now, and just hang with me here. Now, I know Hammond won't just be standing in the locker room watching the guys change, but 
the chance of her seeing and hearing things in a male locker room, uh, it is there. And, and I've been in locker rooms growing up. They're crude places filled with inappropriate jokes and, and actions. So how long will it take for a line to be crossed with Hammond? Or will there be one t- crossed? I don't think there will be. I really don't. Now, but but here's the thing, though. She's she's the minority in this case. Mm-hmm. You're going into the dungeon. You know what you're going into now. True. She's mm-hmm. been warned. It's kind of like, uh, remember uh, 2006, I believe, the Padres had a female trainer. And Keith Hernandez was making comments during a game. Of, is, that a, is that a female? In the... <laughs> and uh, a lot of people like ripped him and said he's a show. But it's, no, look, I mean, you are going into a man's world. Yep. It is 99.9% men. So be ready for it. You've got to be prepared for it because you can't. Mm-hmm. the tail can't wag dogs. We often, too often let that happen. I'm sure the players will be polite. And I'm sure they'll, but for the most part, you know, they'll resort to, they'll resort back to guys being guys and she needs to be ready for that i'm sure she's she's tough and i'm sure she can handle it otherwise this wouldn't this wouldn't have happened but. and you know what we live in the age too where there's female reporters in locker rooms from time to time yeah it's you not know, like there's never a female in the locker room right the players know you know you, you cover up as much mm-hmm. as is reasonable you know yeah it was just it was just a concern that i have heard throughout the Throughout the week, since this this news this news broke, and, it's, it's a lame concern. I think it's I think it's weak. But yeah. she's got to be prepared for whatever comes out of that locker room, though, if she's going to want mm-hmm. that respect. Okay, let, let's let's ask this though. Like, there's there's Christians in, mm-hmm. on most most teams. As as a Christian, should you be bothered by this? No, be Would, no, be an adult. I agree. Be an adult, but don't don't over don't over. Just keep it simple. Be an adult. You're married. Fine. You're you're, you're single. Don't be stupid. For, for once, I think the three of us have all agreed on something. Hey, that's that's mm-hmm. rare. I like it. Being an adult. We're going to move on to our unreasonable rant and our uh, our useless information. So I'm going to throw it over to Zach here for his useless bit of information. With Kevin Love dominating the news, we're going to talk about him today. He's dominating the headlines this week after the Timberwolves agreed to trade him to Cleveland. But the Love family is no stranger to celebrity. In fact, Kevin may not even be the most popular member of his family, as his uncle Mike Love is the singer for the Beach Boys. Kevin's father, Stan Love, played in the NBA for the Lakers and the old Washington Bullets, and his aunt, Kathleen McCartney-Hurst, won the 1982 Ironman Triathlon and is a member of the Triathlon Hall of Fame. Good genes Kevin Love's got. <laughs> I knew the Beach Boy connection. I didn't know the other one. Kevin Love, the, uh, the new Cav? Yes. All right. On the 23rd, he will be. I like it. All right, uh, I have an unreasonable rant here, although this, this week's I don't feel is too unreasonable, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to jump right into it. Bikers and runners of the world, I understand that there is a certain attire that is worn during your exercise of choice. Some for safety, like a helmet, and although some of them look quite ridiculous, I'm not going to make fun of being safe. You only have one head. Protect it. But those super tight Lance Armstrong onesies, they got to go. Unless you're participating in a race, please leave those at home. They make some pretty awesome stationary bikes for your basement. Use that if you insist on squeezing every inch of your fast food sculpted physique into one of those hip-hugging atrocities. And runners, do short, and I mean short shorts, really make running more enjoyable? What are you accomplishing by wearing something that leaves absolutely nothing to the imagination? It's disgusting. So all you roadway warriors out there, please, I'm begging you, stop. You do not look as good as you think you do. There is a reason you're not biking or running professionally. Regular clothes will be just fine. Three-tenths of a second off your best time only matters to you. Your dignity is far more important. <laughs> All right. I, I, 
You notice the runners that wear those tiny little shorts always have the pastiest legs ever? I don't know why people wear them. You're out Dan, running in those tiny shorts. How are you not tan? Dan, you're a huge runner. Why Why do you wear those shorts, man? Yeah, yeah right. I run you know, to the store and back for my wife. <laughs> That's about it. In a car, mind you. Oh, if, if I run 10 feet, I'm angry. So. All right, we're we're gonna move on to our uh, our pest of the week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to Dan. You got a pest of the week, Matt Williams, manager of the Washington Nationals. Mm-hmm. He goes on a radio show this past week, and the radio show host of the show called the Junkies in Washington asked him a legitimate question. What is it? Is and he even prefaced it by saying, "Is it out of the realm of possibility to send a guy like him down to the minors for some work?" He's talking about Bryce Harper, who struggled. I mean, Bryce Harper's supposed to be like Mike Trout, and he's had his problems this year. And Williams basically said, "Look, you don't do that with a special guy like him." But it's not out of the realm of, realm of possibility to do something like that. So it was a fair question, fair answer. So the Pandora's box opens up, and if somebody asks him a question in the press box, and Matt Williams, I'm, in, I'm sorry, in the press conference, and Matt Williams goes off on the poor guy. Say, so don't think you can read my mind. And he goes off basically because he's trying to cover his tracks. All he had to say was no. All he yeah. had to say is no. He's not going to the minors. Not happening. Period. Instead of like making a big production about it. And he's always been an anti-media guy. But when you blame the media for stuff, folks, it's a cover-up. We know you're not smart. Stop doing it. <laughs> it just shows you how ignorant you really, really are. Stop. Dan was passionate about this. Fight. I just agreed with Dan again. That's twice on this show. I'm surprised he didn't say A-Rod again for being in the news again, even though he's not playing baseball. What did A-Rod do now? Oh, the, the Bosch thing. Oh, the Bosch stuff? Oh, oh Tony Bosch stuff? Just yeah. stop with it. Just stop. In fact, yeah. he's kind of worked his way into my pest of the week, because my pest of the week is PEDs. I'm sick of hearing about them. You're sick of hearing about them. Major League Baseball is sure sick of them, but they can't stop talking about them. The DEA's Operation Strikeout has uncovered five more MLB players who allegedly used PEDs. According to ESPN's TJ Quinn, the MLB is demanding that the names be released. For for a league that really wants to put its steroid problem behind it, they really can't stop talking about it. It needs to die already. Yeah, yeah but they they want to make sure that they, they want to clean the game up. So give it to them. Is it ever going to be clean? No, yeah. no. But you could. You, you try. Are you, are you ever going to get rid of cobwebs out of your house all the time? No, yeah. so it'll come up. But at least you keep cleaning. They'll it'll be it'll yeah. as clean as you can be. My my pest of the week is Floyd Mayweather Jr. He posted a video of himself getting what he says is his daily sponge bath. Dude is 37 years old and he's taking sponge baths. Why in the world would you admit this and why would you post a video of it? No one wants to know or see about this. You're my pest of the week, bro. Don't do not do that ever again, please. <laughs> I won't say that to his face, though. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather gets away with so much for all the stuff he's been accused of over the years. Well, he can, he can pretty much beat everybody up. That's so. the thing. Yeah. Well, that was another show of Benson and those guys. I, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We are presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions, and we are ESPN Rochester. Benson will be back next week.